We have a live interview with Mustin, prolific video game remixer who just released his 12-tack Mario mixtape. We'll talk about his career video game music and what it was like having his son tell him what to do. Tonight is April 9th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your live chat questions is up next. So, so you would say, uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Hope you had a good weekend, no matter what you did this weekend. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special live interview edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on this wonderful Sunday evening, evening, thank you so much. Uh, I really do appreciate it. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, almost. Uh, each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Come join us and interact with uh, the, the, the show uh, directly. But I understand this is a podcast. You can't always be here on Sunday nights. Other things are going on. Uh, this is a podcast. We do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord is how you can get the invite into that. And you can uh, submit stories that you maybe want to hear on the show's. Uh, for the following week, or you can react to what we had uh, before. And Tiger Claw does say it was a good weekend for a plumber. Yes, it was. I have not seen it yet. So we're not going to talk about the movie, but we are going to talk about Mario. And I haven't been able to do this for a while uh, now, but we actually have a live interview tonight. Uh, and I am really excited about this. This is somebody that um, I've known uh, for for a very long time and been a supporter a very long time as you can uh, see uh, for people on the Twitch feed you can actually see some CDs uh, that this this person has produced uh, a vinyl record uh, that that I have that uh, I am very very happy with and uh, and and he's joining us right now on the phone this is Mustin and uh, welcome Mustin to the Bobby Blackwell show how are you doing this evening. So then Bowser takes the princess, right? Wait. And then he grabs... Oh, wait, no. sorry. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Where's the mute <laughs> button? Where's the mute button? I'm sorry, man. I just had to mess with you. How it's are you doing, buddy? I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm, it's, I'm, doing, I'm doing wonderful. We first met probably... Uh, was it the Philly Classic Gaming Expo way long ago? I think it's the first I time. I have no idea, but and, I do know that I'm looking right now. I think we last talked in March of 2006. Yeah. Does that sound about right? That, that's when we talked here. Now, <laughs> talked on the mics? Yeah, so we, we did that, but also uh, at PAX 08, I did a yes. whole bunch of um, live broadcasts with my former radio network, and you were one of the guests, I believe. And right so, that, so, so yeah, we've, we've been around there for a while. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure like you were one of the people that we interviewed. We did like three days, eight hours worth. And I think you were one of them because I think you were performing at that one. So, uh, it, it's, it's pack, packs away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, desk. Yeah. So, uh, That's good. so yeah. So, uh, you, but you are here because you have just released a new album. Uh, and it's called the Mario Mixtape. Uh, so first, I want you to tell everybody if they haven't heard of you, even if they've heard your songs, they may, might not have uh, heard about the person behind the music. Uh, first, tell us a little bit about you and uh, and your background here in music production. Uh, my name is Mustin. I have one name. I'm a record producer. I've been doing uh, producing for well over 20 years. I've uh, participated in the first ever fan arranged album that was licensed. Uh, it was called Project Majesta Mix, a tribute to Nobuo Matsu. I helped do some of the early. St- I, I, I was one of the. I had one of the first 100 arrangements on Overclocked Remix, if you're familiar with that site. So I've been around for a very long time. 
seen it all. I've done it all. I've produced for all kinds of people, remixed MC Front a lot, worked with Bundle Floss and Mega Ran. Mm-hmm. I've had my music played. Uh, I wrote music that was played on the show The Guild with Felicia Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done music for um, commercial spots on MTV too. And I've just done all kinds of stuff. I, I recently did a video game, my first like real video game soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's called Mayonnaise Hole with Fan Gamer. Okay. You can find that at mayonnaisehole.com. It's a VR game. And then I uh, with all this music that I've been arranging, uh, it's all been video game music. And then with uh, everything coming up the way that it did, that's where I ended up at this place of making my second solo album ever. The other, there's a, I have several, but they're compilations. But my mm-hmm. second solo album, and it's called the Mario Mixtape. I did it in 88 days as opposed to my first album, which took 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was what was the motivation to get this done in 88 days instead of 17 years? Well, my son caught me making a mixed uh, um, a ringtone out of the game over um, music from Mario World. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a... Can you hear that? Yes, we can. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do music, but it's that little little <laughs> jingle that plays in uh, at the end when you die and run out of lives in Mario Mario World. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting out here in the living room, and so I said, "I'm going to make some music, be cool." And he was just on his headphones, TikTok. And so, in about 45 minutes, I made this track. I showed it to him, and he lost his mind. Like I had made this cool, kind of like a chill hop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't believe I had done that in that amount of time. So he was kind of mad in that, why aren't you doing your stuff? And why aren't you should be doing this? And I just saw the uh, the excitement and I it's it smelled familiar. So I was like, let's let him run with this. So he came up with I gave him a document. He said, look, you should do a whole album of Mario. Like, you should do Mario 64. And I think at the time, Kiraga Records and 88-Bit just did a Mario 64 album. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I think we're, I don't want to do just do one thing. He's like, we should do, like, let's do the Mario series. And I said, well, you know what's coming up this year is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done in time for that. I said, it's going to be really hard, though, bud, because, like, my last album, like I said, you know, it took 17 years. This is, we're talking th- four months away. So this was December 26th, and we started. I gave him a PDF that had all of the music that is Nintendo that can be licensable. And then he picked a bunch of stuff. He told me what style to do it in. He came up with the idea for the artworks and and, and he just had all this stuff ready to go. Ideas for marketing and all that. And he's just been at the helm and I did the music and here we are. So so he is the executive producer for this. Uh, And so I've got to ask and I've teased this question a couple times already. Uh, on social media and stuff. Um, so after uh, spending all of his life telling him what to do, what was it like having him tell you what to do? <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, it was inspiring because I saw uh, some of myself. You know, I saw like the uh, potential for uh, leadership and for. Uh, being a, being a, a guider, you know, I mean, being a leader, basically, and, and taking an idea and, and rolling with the punches because there will be things that don't happen right. And I encouraged him because these skills will only help him in life, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. in his career or romantic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting to step back and let my ego sit aside and there were a couple of things that i did insisted upon being just for me mm-hmm. like the uh, dr mario track mm-hmm. um but otherwise he he learned a lot about like compromise and what these deadlines mean and why it's important to have things done at these certain amount of times and the manufacturing part of it is really frustrating for him because it's you know you can't <laughs> Yeah. This is something where like dad's not in the dad's in the other room. I can go yell at him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't go up to uh, Northwest uh, United States and yell at them for not making the CDs fast enough. Right. So it was overall, it was a good thing. Cause I, what, what I learned was um, he just pushed me. He pushed me um, like, I've never done this stuff that I did on here. Mm-hmm. It's very much nothing like I've ever done but it still sounds like me, which is uh, uh, really excites me. Yeah. So uh, in, in Mario mixtape, is how much of it uh, 
and and I actually I don't know the answer to this question because I've seen you perform live, so I know that you're an amazing musician. How much of it is you performing the the instruments, and how much of it is like the, telling the computer what to play? Uh, when I personally <laughs> write music, it's all telling the computer what to play. Uh, I I don't actually perform it, but like how much of it is actually what you, what you've recorded? What when did you get behind instruments? Well, I. I appreciate your compliment and your uh, and your comments. I would say I'm a right shit musician, mate. I <laughs> I, I I can't get out there and keep up with these kids that are playing. Uh, <laughs> the guys in my band, the, the 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 YouTube kids. I can't just jump in. Um, I know one tune on the two tunes on the piano. I knew <laughs> Secret of the Forest from Chrono Trigger, and I know uh, Hollow Notes uh, Kiss on My List. If I sit down a piano, there's a two I can play. That's <laughs> it. I'm a, I'm good at playing like the chords. Like I love always just like doing these chords. Like I can do that all day. But when it comes to playing the melody, like I was trying to, I've already forgot it. Nope. See, I've already forgot it. Like mm-hmm. I can't do that. But when I'm doing these arrangements, I am learning the part so that I can play the, um, like uh, the, the, those melodies. I am learning them. I, I mean, I'm, I'm such, I'm so bad at it. Like I do, uh, I do learn that part, but like mm-hmm. it goes out of my head immediately. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm in there and then it's gone. So mm-hmm. I record it. I record everything, including, um, the drums, because I love doing the drums on mm-hmm. the keyboard. Um, is that loud enough? It's good. It's good. That's good. So that's not a, that's not a loop or anything like, mm-hmm. like I love doing the drums and stuff. Yeah. So I'll do all, I put everything in, I don't really click in anything. Mm-hmm. I don't do, um, and I, I, I like, like never take, never do sampling. Yeah. I, like, I always, I like to remake it myself. That's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know a lot of people work with sampling and there's a lot of cool stuff that's done with sampling, but I, I'm just do, making my own version. Yeah. And as far as real instruments, golly, man, I only played, I played some percussion stuff in mm-hmm. like, tambourine on three or four tracks. yeah <laughs> that's really about it that's, okay. that's what i played the most that's i played the tambourine okay. if you count me playing if you count me playing the keyboard right um then you know then yeah i did do that i mean and the reason i i, I was asking it that way is because like i came from a, a tracker music background so you know oh, tw- boy. 25 years ago i was right i was in the demo scene and i was writing mod files and stuff at that time Mm-hmm. So and and that's a lot of math, but it's also like you know telling the computer exactly what to play at this this part. And some people still use Tracker because I think Fami Tracker is still used by some people. But I was in the Scream Tracker, Impulse Tracker era of the late nineties. Um, yeah. and, and in fact, the, the intro music to this podcast I wrote on an old DOS machine in an Impulse Tracker because that's what I know when I want to write music. So there it is. You got to go with what you know. I'm yeah. still using the same million year old software to do what I'm doing. Yeah. I and I used to have some of that too, but then like as as OS has progressed, I'm like I don't feel like trying to get the old stuff to work as much, so you know. But uh Yeah, there is going to be a breaking point soon where I'm going to have to learn one of these newer things. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to it's going to be a lot of crying and I have to be alone. I might have to like go to a like a cabin somewhere like like Walden style and just mm-hmm. lock myself yeah. away cuz I don't I'm, I'm so ingrained in my Cakewalk yep. software. Mm-hmm. I'm just so scared. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I I mean I even remember using Cakewalk and I'm like, do they even make Cakewalk anymore? Like is that not a thing anymore? Yeah, they have a version, but it's so different though that I I can't really use it. It's it's because uh, I'm so I'm so old. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so old. My version is so old. My my, yeah. I don't know. This is horribly uninteresting, yeah. except for me and you because we're music making people there, nerds. There's music making people <laughs> here too. Um, so yeah, I, but yeah, so I've I've enjoyed uh, listening to the mixtape, and the reason I was asking is because I wanted to see your background on on some of this stuff. Uh, as well, uh, and there's a lot of different influences uh, on the mixtape, um, and, and the one I want to get at because you you go into percussion, and I wanted to talk about one of the 
the pieces, and I'm going to see if I can play it. Uh, I'm going to play it softly. You might not be able to hear it, uh, Mustin, but people are going to be able to hear it. I'm going to pull up um, one of the songs. I'm actually going to focus on Attack of the Airships, which is the third uh, the third uh, track on here, and I'm vamping because I'm finding it in the thing here. All right, so... This is, I come from a marching band background. Uh, did you ever do marching band in school or anything like that? Hell yeah. So what did you play? Yeah, I did marching band. I played alto, berry, and I did bass guitar in the pit. Okay. So I, I was percussion. So, I, I was full on percussion in the pit. Uh, and I also did battery. So, yeah. I, 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 so I was marching battery. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is also for people, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, and this is something I really appreciate what you did with this, is that this drumline is dirty. It is not clean. <laughs> and that is how most drumlines act. Now, you're probably sitting there out there going, well, Bobby, what are you talking about? What do you mean? So a, a clean drumline, <laughs> if you have a drumline that is clean, a clean snare line, if you have like eight or so people, if it's clean, it sounds like one drum. It sounds like one person playing. It is really hard to synthesize a dirty drum line where you can hear that there's like eight different people playing and they're just a little bit off. You can still hear the beat. You can hear what they're trying to play, but it's very dirty. And I actually really appreciated that in this track, that it wasn't perfect because a lot of people who don't have any marching band experience, they're just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to use the sound. But even like the bass lick yeah. and stuff, it's just a little bit off. It's a tiny bit off. Mm-hmm. How, how much did how much time did you spend on that uh making it sound more natural like that i only spent like 80 or 90 minutes can you believe that i arranged this tune mm-hmm. and it had you could hear it's it's definitely inspired by uh holst and the mars bringer of war yes. that we know for everything that star war all that stuff mm-hmm. so I had this concert snare like you would hear in an orchestra in um, just any sort of classical uh, drum arrangement. But that snare is like big and it didn't lend itself to the feeling that I wanted. You know, you get You know, it's all very like the nutcracker, you know. And I had that and I had several different concert snare drums doing it at the same time and i had recorded it and i had to keep moving i had to keep moving like i had to go do another track to, because my son set up these milestones he's like you got to get me these demos by this day so that i can go through them and pick through them and tell you what to fix and all this stuff. i was like okay please hold on just hold on man and mm-hmm. so i um did that and moved on but the more i thought about it i was like man that's like that's that's something's not right about that and then I realized one day, I think I was just walking out of the house, and I was like, oh, dip, it has to be a, a drum core, dude. Yeah. It's got to be a drum core. That's what's going to fix it, because mm-hmm. it's trap. It's a trap bass. It's the 808s. It's got to be a drum core. And I found this thing, and it's the only time I spent money on this album, which is great. I found a drum uh, VST called High School Drum Core. <laughs> okay. And... It was only 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. The demos were very promising. And so I bought that. I downloaded it. I installed it. And I opened that bad boy up and I hit the first thing and it was like, and I was like, yes. And so I already had everything laid out by the concert snares. Kind of mm-hmm. like, what? Oh, I think we lost your mic. Live radio, everybody. While I'm waiting for him to get all that stuff back up, uh, I do want to say that we are in chat. Uh, if, if you are in the chat room Vog, uh, at twitch.tv slash vognetwork, uh, you can submit questions, and we'll be able to put them in. I know S.J. Matt says, ha-ha, cakewalk. Uh, probably have Fruity Loops. Uh, I probably have Fruity Loops on a system somewhere. I used Finale is what I used a little bit uh, for that stuff. So we are getting a little bit of volume back from... Can you hear me? I can, but it's from a from your laptop or something. It's from your webcam. Yeah, it's from my webcam. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> I had to get in close. So, so yeah. So, if anybody has any questions, because uh, we're going to continue on, and if you have questions, go ahead and type them in the chat room. Uh, I'm speaking with Mustin, a prolific video game remixer. We've played a bunch of his stuff during our Overclock Remix breaks. 
and uh, just released Mario Mixtape. It is available on streaming and on CD, and it has an extra track on CD. Um, so are there still CDs available? Or Yeah, they haven't even come out yet. All right. So, uh, well, so we're buying them, but we'll ship it on 420. Okay. Um, and, uh, so, so I would highly recommend picking them up there. There's some, uh, it's, he, he's always done great stuff. You've heard a little bit of it here. There is a preview up. It's on Bandcamp, So you can listen to the preview there. There's also a great visualizer on YouTube. That was what we were playing a little bit earlier. Um, but, uh, I, like I've collected a bunch of, of Mustin music here as, as people can see. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what is, like, what was some of the favorite, uh, I, I'm going to ask you, like, which is your favorite? And you're going to be like, all 12 of them is my favorite. But oh, which my favorite is Attack of the Airships. It's, it is Attack of the Airships, so it's the same as mine? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, when I play that in the car, I feel like Bowser. Yes. Going in, in between lanes and shit, like, mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's, I love that. I live it to, listen to it on loop. Yeah, it's just so fun that attack yeah. of the air because it's just it, it's got that you know it's got that BBE baby that big Bowser energy. It's yes. so good. I wish it had been in the movie, man. It, it's just yeah, I love it so much. They would have just replaced it with Take on Me. You know it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Um. So but yeah. So so I'm gonna list for people what what is in this. Uh. So we've got uh, the ground background music from New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Delfino Plaza from Super Mario Sunshine, Attack of the Airships, which is from Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, the game over from Super Mario World. Is that kind of the uh, is that the ringtone like expanded out? Is that what that was supposed to be? Yeah, it's twice as long, and I took out the cats. Initially, there were cats singing the melody. Okay, that's because that was for my daughter for of course for Christmas. Of course, um, we've got uh, from Super Smash Brothers Melee the All Star Rest Area. Uh, and then the underground background music for Super Mario Brothers and uh, Piranha Plant Lullaby from Super Mario 64. And what I just got to say here, um, I'm really let down by what you did with Piranha Plant Lullaby. Um, yeah. I-, I know that you feel like you can roll around uh, and stuff, but it really hurt me. And so I accept your apology. Uh, and then... Uh, okay. and then uh, I'm never going to give you up. Yeah. I, I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then Dire Dire Docs. Uh, from Dr. Mario, you said you really like that one, and that one's got it's got the all the all the stops and the starts that were in the original, and I really enjoyed that one. Um, the menu from Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, to the gate from Super Mario Galaxy, the athletic theme from Super Mario Brothers Three, and then Dire Dire Docks from Super Mario sixty four, and I believe if you get the CD, there's another version of Dire Dire Docks. No, it has a bonus track that is Super Mario World, The Forest of Illusion. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's really cool. It's my son's favorite. My son's okay. favorite is that one. So since it's his favorite, you lock it away behind the CD? Uh, it's more of a licensing issue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was easier to do with uh, with Bandcamp. Right. Okay. So so what is the licensing like is it is is it kind of the same like is it going through ASCAP and BMI which are which are music licensing like what's just the high level what's what is the deal with licensing of Nintendo stuff because they don't usually release this in America. Right. Uh a nice uh PDF um somehow I got a hold of it through whatever uh different studio channels or whatever this is licensable nintendo tracks pdf handed that to my son and he went through and found everything that has managed to clear through the different entities so uh, there are definitely things that you can do obviously from based on this release but uh, sound drop is just the way to go it's just so easy SoundDrop.com. They will help you. It's 99 cents a track to license the song. It doesn't have to be video game music. I mean, you can do the Beatles. You can do Michael Jackson, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, anything that you want to license to do a cover of. Um, and if they can't help you, they'll help. They'll point you over to easysonglicensing.com. They can dig a little deeper. It just takes longer. So between those two, you're pretty well set. Um, but there are things that you will not be able to do. And there are plenty of good resources on what you can look for. Um, I, I think 
the if you look on YouTube for Game Grooves, how to make a VGM arranged album, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a panel at MAGFest that goes over mm-hmm. so many great details. And then I'm going to have a panel upcoming at uh, VGM Con. Yeah. 2023 this weekend or this yeah this coming weekend and i'm going to talk a lot about licensing stuff there too so it's uh it's a little scary at first but you can you can figure it out pretty quick yeah but it's something that people should know because it's not you can't just like say oh it's fair use and stuff like that if you want you you want to do this seriously and 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 get it out there so it's, it's good that that's going on uh vgm con it is next weekend it's something that i would go to i just can't you know i'd uh, but but tell us a little bit about VGM Con because you did an amazing advertisement for it uh, on social media. Uh, I laughed a lot. I've been to Magfest. I went that one glorious year of Magfest when it was in February, and not in January. Ooh. I went, uh, and that was great. Was that? Huh? What was that? What year? Do you remember what year? A number? What year was that? Um, I I don't remember. I'm. I think you did play there. I think you played at it, but it, it was one year that it was in February instead of January. And I'm like, yes, I can actually go because it's so close to New Year's um, normally. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but, uh, but VGM Con, tell us a little bit about VGM Con. It's like MacFest in its earlier days. Mm-hmm. Last year I went and it was so much fun. It was like MacFest back in 2008 when it was back in the, um, this one particular spot in mm-hmm. Alexandria, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it was in this brick hotel. And this is in this brick hotel, which is like, I don't know, it just makes me feel like the same vibe. And you can't go 40 paces without seeing either someone that you know personally or someone you recognize from mm-hmm. the internet. Um, I think this year it's going to be four stages of shows, two nice. rooms of panels, and then they have like a little merch room and a, and a game room. They're expanding those things as they go, but uh, it is it is small. And yeah. It's about and it's VGM Con. It's not like MacFest is music and games festival. This is video game music yeah. convention and. If you don't like video game music, it'd be a weird place to be, but you'd be surprised at the cool stuff you run into. Yeah. So it's it's just a lot of fun to see all these people that you that you know from YouTube and whatnot. And then if you have friends in the in the scene like I do, it's just yeah. the best place to get together. There's this one place that where they can go up these stairs and that comes back down and, and, and there's nothing but these comfy chairs and tables up there. And I'm I'm up there and it's like a bunch of superstars, you know, it's like Tony Dickinson, Insane in the Rain music, Lacey Johnson, mm-hmm. 88 bit, like it's all these people you know from YouTube and stuff and they're all just drinking and dorking around. So yeah. it's Else. Yeah, so I it was a Magfest 2016 is the one that was in February. SJ Winter had in our right chat room, uh, and and my favorite thing from that was the jam room, where like because I mean yeah. I I can play drum set not not well I'm better at you know timpani and symphonic and orchestral percussion, uh, but I got behind the uh, uh, drum set and we did we uh, they worked out uh, Clash on the Big Bridge was the one that I remember that I did. Oh, cool. Uh, and worked out. They worked out all the chords with the 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 guitarists and the keyboardists, and then I was there with the drums, and that was a lot of fun just jamming. And that's not something you get from other types of conventions, other than I'm assuming VGM Con would have jam rooms as well, uh, but something other than Magfest or VGM Con. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. I don't do that jamming so much. I did accidentally last year because Tony Dickinson handed me a guitar and walked away and like, mm-hmm. that's, you got to do what he says. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was the only like two minutes of music that I played the entire time. The yeah. rest of the time I was watching some really amazing stuff and then yeah. getting to talk to some great people. Uh, so yeah, I really ex- I was really excited about it. I made a little commercial for it last year because I was really excited about going. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this year I made another commercial uh, that I did talk about me going because I am going to do a panel. I nice. left last year, like that part was real in the commercial. I left last year charged up and mm-hmm. ready to do something different with my life. And I thought, yeah. how can I do this all the time? Like go to conventions and talk yeah. to people. And then I recently started doing improv. This was last year. And, um, 
I just recently in that, that January of 2022 and this lady does improv at night teaches it and then during the day she goes out and does corporate gigs and I was like how could I do something like that mm-hmm. on, on the way home from VGM Con, which is a 10 11 hour drive back to Arkansas from Minnesota mm-hmm. I pulled over and sent her an email and said hey can you help me figure this out? Because I want to know how you do what you do. But then I'd met with her and she was extremely awesome and helpful, but she did like 16 years in logistics or something. And, you know, you can't step into the same stream that someone else does. I, I, I learned that somewhat recently that, you know, the water is always moving in the stream and wherever you step is going to be different because the water is always moving. You can't step in the same spot. So I just had to carve my own spot out. And then I got lucky after MacFest. I sent an email because they still hadn't filled the spots at BGM Con. And now I'm doing mm-hmm. a panel about about arranging video game music. So I just thought, I don't know why this happens to me, but it does. In the shower one day, I always have my ideas in the shower. And, of course. Uh, except, for this, except for this Mario one, because that was my son's. But I had this idea to make a, a, a pharmaceutical uh, commercial mm-hmm. for VGM Con, as if it were uh, uh, some sort of medicine you could take. Because, yeah. I, I mean, it's go- it was going to be my medicine. That's why I was excited about it. So right. I made it as cheesy and 90s as yep. I could, and I had a blast, and I was able to bring some some uh, dorks into my um I, I i knew who was going to vgm con and I, I got a hold of them and asked them to be a part of it and, and i was so glad i pulled it off but yeah that's just another thing that i did that was just for fun so yeah. stupid <laughs> but but i re- it taught me that vgm con is right for me i just couldn't do it this yeah. year but maybe next year i can go and see all these amazing people uh because yeah, I, I like video game music I won't. I. This is the second one where I'm going. This is the second con where I'm sending myself. I've never really done that before. I only go where I can because I usually can't afford it. So I yeah. like where someone can bring me out and have me do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, as people are less and less able to bring out bands and stuff, um, yeah. I'm just kind of trying to do some more stuff on my own. And then this is this is worth going. This is worth me driving 10 yes. or 11 hours by myself to go to it because that's how awesome it's going to be to see my friends and hang out and have a good time. Yeah. I'm so glad conventions are back. Yeah. I, I needed me them. Too. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, so um, Mario Mixtape, it is out now. Tell people where they can find it and how they can purchase it. And we actually, Sean322 j- did say he just made the CD purchase. So we've sold at least awesome. one CD in the last 45 minutes here, at least one. That's great. Thank you so much. I, I, I Like I said, I'm going to ship it when I get home from VGM Con on, on 420. I'll send it out to you. Um, the best way to experience it, I think, is uh, from the YouTube official visualizer. Yeah. You can find that at bit.ly slash Mario Mixtape YT, all lowercase. And the reason is because I made video to go along with everything, but I put in these great little Easter eggs to really yeah. accentuate what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically on Mario 3, the athletic theme. That theme is very happy and uh, you know, it's a very happy tune. But I made it really dark and sick. Like, I don't know how that happened. My son said do it synth wave and, and slow. I don't know. But then I got to the end and it just came up with this gargantuan chord that I made of sound because in my mind I was imagining that there, in Mario 3, you have the whistle, and the whistle will take you places. And, like, this was some kind of alternate Mario universe, and then the missile happens, and the whistle happened, and like, you, but at the end, this chord, and then, like, instead of showing that, like, you can see on the video where it has this darkened purple hue to it in the background, there's, like, the synth waves happening, and it has, like, old CRT color to it, but then it goes, boom, into this full, beautiful 1080p, like, wormhole, and then the, the whistle comes in and then whisks you away. It kind of helps give more context to the story of what I saw in my head. And then like on, on the Dire Dire Docs, which is docs with, a, with no K, that's Dr. Mario, which I somehow fused with Dr. Doogie Howser MD's theme song. 
and that's why it's called Dire Dire Docks, and you can see little parts of the intro from the Doogie Howser show in, in, in the video, which helps like bridge it together for millennials to laugh, mm -hmm. for like Gen Z and Gen Alpha to go, what the hell is tiny Neil Patrick Harris doing here? Yeah. So all that stuff is in there to make me laugh, but also give it some fun context. So I think that's the best way to do it. Bit.ly slash Mario Mixtape YT. Uh, if you want to get the album uh, or do streaming, the easiest thing to do is bit.ly slash. There's, look at that wormhole. There it is. It's amazing. It's just like incredible. And this huge chord is playing and it just sounds like the universe is beginning or ending, depending on what happens. Then the Mario whistle whisks you away. I don't know. It's just, I don't, my brain is weird, man. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, it's bit.ly slash Mario Mixtape is the easiest way to get to where you want to be because the first choice when you go there is Bandcamp where it says Merch Plus CD. Bandcamp has the extra track, the uh, Mario World Forced of Illusion. Mm -hmm. It's really, really fun. It's just good. Um, should have made a visual for that because in one part in there, you could hear the sound whenever Mario pounds on that gate mm -hmm. and it switches around. It goes yep. And when it does that, the music turns to 8-bit. Mm -hmm. And then and then there's the sound of the door opening in, in the castle, and it goes back to the funky hip-hop thing or whatever. It's fun. But anyway, uh, you can get that there. You get the bonus track from the Bandcamp. And then any, anywhere you would like to listen, the streaming and Spotify and all that, all that's mm -hmm. good stuff. And then if you do click on YouTube, it does take you to that visualizer. So that's the best place to be, bit.ly slash Mario Mixtape. But I highly recommend the YouTube one because it's a lot of fun to watch yeah. it and get back into it. Yeah, it's a lot more than just like a, a random visualizer that some people will put that will just like have like the levels and stuff like that. Like you actually put some thought into it. Yeah, like when the level ends, I, I wanted it to, to like go out and stuff. Like I, yeah. I did put a lot of time into it, and you know the the Mario Galaxy, the in, into the gate, is basically like um, Rosalina FMV. I got all up in there, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just fun. I put yeah, I put a lot yeah. more into it. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, and uh, Rob Roberts says uh, browsing Spotify, Mustin has a Final Fantasy album in the catalog. Very much my jam. Uh, and square with with Chrono Trigger to make me happy because I like Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I mean I've got your uh, I've got the the Xenogears Light album here from the One Up Studios stuff. Holy moly! Yeah, so Xenogears Light, most of that is out of print. They gathered what was left over because One Up Studios kind of essentially became the bad dudes. So half of the tracks of what you're holding are is available on an album called Bad Dudes, mm -hmm. a tribute to Yasunori Mitsuda, which is a mix of what you're like touching right there, the blue uh, Mitsuda right there. Yeah. Yeah, the time and space. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a put those two together is basically what we did based off of the uh, people that we had available and the music. Uh, that we were licensing, so that's yeah. that's what we have now. But yeah, that's a, yeah. The world of square. I'm glad you liked that album. That was my first album. That's the one mm -hmm. that took 17 years. It's eight tracks. It's a lot. Uh, well, it's like it's like over 40 minutes of music, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely um, uh, it's and yeah. And I made a visualizer for each one of those tracks, and it's more like what you're talking about. It's just something to look at in the background. Nothing really happens as opposed to this one that I made yeah. with the Mario one. So SJ Wonder Hamat actually has a question from chat. Uh, in your opinion, what game soundtrack is the most underappreciated? SimCity on Super Nintendo. Soyo Oka, she wrote a masterpiece, and I really don't hear people talk about it a lot. Um, there are definitely people who appreciate it, of course, but I I wish I could. If I had the money, I would I would want to talk to her, like and do like a formal interview and talk about that because she did three things on Super Nintendo that are the most. Uh, I'm not sure if she did more or not, but I mean, look at these heavy hitters: Pilot Wings, SimCity, Super Nintendo, and the original Super Mario Kart. Those are the those are the things yeah. that she did, and I, that's 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 hardcore, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So when um, people people do talk about Pilot Wings, mm -hmm. it, it's probably maybe the same level as, as uh, Sim City. But there's something about the Sim City music, yeah. the way that she created the um, 
lead motifs that where the, where the melodies keep happening and getting interwoven into each other mm-hmm. and continue to progress as the city gets bigger is uh it's it's not super rare in video games or movies, but the way that she did it was just it just hits me so right. And especially because several years ago, some kids unearthed a Nintendo Entertainment System version of SimCity. SimCity was going to come out on the NES, but it didn't get finished, mm-hmm. and they were able to extract the music that was written by Soyo Oka, and she used her Metropolis theme in the Super Nintendo one, which is yeah. really cool because she recycled that. Mm-hmm. But the capital theme on that, my goodness, the, the yeah. capital theme she wrote on the original, it's one of the most beautiful video game pieces of music I've ever heard. And I keep thinking about it in my head. I, I'll put it on loop and listen to it the entire nice. nine-hour workday. That's how good it is. I'll never get tired of it. Just original NES music. It's so, so good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, her and that SimCity music. Yeah. And if, uh, if, you, if you're interested in that SimCity NES port, the, the Video Game History Foundation is who unearthed it and um, it sent, gave out the ROM. It's on archive.org, so you can get the ROM of the prototype and, and get some of that music. And I, I remember uh, covering that and hearing some of the music, and I'm like, yeah, this, this would have been a jam had they finished the NES version of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, S. Jenner Matt does want to say, I, I like how he just knew that right away. Solid choice. Everybody was saying that's a very solid choice because you don't think <laughs> of SimCity uh, for the, for its music. And so that that's yeah. why it's a solid choice and probably one that is underappreciated. Um, I'm going to ask you, uh, because you you have mentioned this and this uh, we're, we're going to be out of time soon, but I, I have to, to, to ask this. Um, there, there was a social media firestorm a little bit. Apparently you don't like jazz and that's what you call, that's what people who are musicians call it. Obviously the real name is persona style music. Uh, so tell me (laughs) why you don't like jazz. (laughs) I don't, don't like jazz. Obviously I've done a lot of jazz related stuff. It's just, I didn't understand what's going on with the persona stuff. And I think that it's hard for me some... We all have our things. Every Mm -hmm. human being is a hypocrite. That's what makes you a human being. We're all fallible. So I get uppity about people not being correct about stuff, but then I will be incorrect about it on purpose. So I get frustrated when people will say that, oh, this is jazz, that's jazz. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like jazz to me. And then point out like what I consider to be jazz... Mm -hmm which is like John Coltrane yeah. and, 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 and Dizzy Gillespie and, and, and Miles Davis, like this stuff where we're playing like bebop and stuff or slow ballads, not persona. Persona <laughs> is like jazz fusion. And then like uh, the great boy all-stars with the house music is like jazz uh, house, acid jazz, acid jazz. You know, and, and then when people listen to my arrangement of, um, of Chrono Trigger from my The World of Square album. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a jazz guitar playing the melody over this kind of smooth beat. Mm-hmm. They say it's, it sounds like jazz. Well, I guess you could stretch it and say that it was like smooth jazz, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really wanted to know, though, because so many people talk, like I get recommended all the time, like, oh, you got to do some music for Persona. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. And every time I listen to some, I'm like, I don't want to do music for Persona. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. It just never really struck me. And I think there were enough people that came around and and showed me some stuff where I I found three tracks that I thumbsed up and added to my my playlist of music. So I can, I can, I can, uh, I can always, I feel like I can always be swayed. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to close the door because I'd like to think that I have an open mind. So, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll call, we'll call it that. Everything is jazz. Yes. Everything is persona music. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's not about the notes you play. It's about the notes you don't play. That's right. If you play the wrong note, play the hell out of it. Yeah. 
Uh, so, Mustin, thank you so much. Uh, Bit.ly slash Mario Mixtape YT is where you can see the visualizer. Uh, and you can uh, go through his whole catalog on Spotify. Uh, and go through some of the the one up stuff because I've been a fan of Mustin and I've been a fan of the stuff that you've produced and worked with other people from one ups to 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 the other stuff that you've done. And uh, thank you so much for spending some time uh, talking to me for the first time in a while. It's been good to see, good to hang out well, again. Uh, but, yeah. but thank you so much for spending some time uh, talking to me and uh, and and congratulations on Mario mixtape. I do really enjoy it. Thank you, and I hope you get to see the movie when. Uh, I'm probably going Tuesday night to go see the movie. Tuesday night. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Get your ticket. Get your next life. Yep. There we go. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much, Mustin. Have a, Have a good one. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to go and do go ahead and do a very quick break here. Uh, just uh, before we move on, uh, I'm actually going to play one of the songs from there. We're going to play his favorite song as well. We, you heard a little bit of this earlier, and this is actually going to be on the podcast. Uh, and we're going to play it through the visualizer. Uh, this is Attack of the Airships. This is from Super Mario Galaxy. This is from Mustin's Mario mixtape. Uh, so uh, enjoy it and then pick it up. Uh, either listen to it on YouTube or pick it up on Bandcamp and get the CD. This is Attack of the Airships from Super Mario Galaxy from Mustin's Mario Mixtape. That's actually the end of the previous song you heard there. It's real good. Here it is. And that was Attack of the Airships from the Mar- Mustin mixtape, er, Mario mixtape by Mustin. No bumper tonight because um, uh, everything's a little weird. I've got everything going on weird. So thank you so much for Mustin for coming on and uh, and doing that uh, and doing an interview. It's been interesting to do a live interview again. Hopefully I'd be able to do some more of these of different things, not just about video games, but about the culture around video games. So thank you so much uh, for for that um, so coming up next 
here on the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Network is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three uh, people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do, and we like to check in with them uh, and, and see what's going on there. Uh, so, Sacramento, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, so I had an interview, so I don't know anything that went on in the gaming industry this week. <laughs> what, did anything happen? Well, I mean, you know, tangentially related to the interview that you had, you were talking a little bit about the Mario movie. And mm-hmm. don't worry, I haven't seen it either. I'm not here to talk about spoilers, but um, a lot of people have seen it a lot. Um, it's uh, really performing probably, I would I would get, venture yeah. to guess, over expectations, actually. Uh, and this could be very interesting for the future of video game-based media, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, th- it, it's already been on a bit of a roll. Uh, mm-hmm. ever since The Witcher was really successful yeah. and, you know, some of the related anime on Netflix like Castlevania and I think the rise of streaming services and looking mm-hmm. for things to adapt, you know, was already lending itself well to, um, you know, uh, the, the Hollywood and so forth. But now you have really, I, I would actually say the doubleheader because not only did, you know, Super Mario perform very well, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, mm-hmm. all things considered, you know, with its two movies also did very well. I think this is really going to be the beginning of just a great, unleashing for better or worse of video game movies like even yeah. more like we were already there now it's gonna be even more like there's there's guaranteed we'll have a sequel to the mario brothers movie easy mm-hmm. easiest prediction i could possibly make yeah that'll happen um and then of course now we're seeing other even even series that have had films and movies before being optioned for a new yeah. movie from a new generation that grew up with them as opposed yeah. to a generation that was trying to understand them, which right. I think is a, a very key difference as to why now um, yeah. these these medias are doing very well. Yeah. And I mean, because The Last of Us have done has done very well. And, and the thing well, that I've yeah, what, from what yeah. I've understood between The Last of Us and Super Mario Brothers is that they've learned just to adapt the game. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. apparently, like somebody made a comment on social media that I that was just retweeted. So I don't know who it was, but they're like, yeah. I remember when we, as comic book people, kept saying the same thing, and they finally started doing it in, like, 2009. Just yeah. adapt the comic book. Just and, just make Iron Man, yeah. Yeah, just make Iron Man instead of trying to make an Iron Man movie but make it understandable. to Like, no. But Last of Us, it's like we just made the game into a movie, and it's the same plot. And, and apparently the Super Mario Brothers movie kind of does the same thing. It just tells the story of the game. Um, yeah. instead of trying to adapt it. Um, and, and so I think that's what we're going to start seeing. And comic book movies figured that out 15 years ago. Maybe now this is when the video game movies figure it out. Yeah. But I think the success of this, I think um, Nintendo's probably going to be a little more open to um, letting some of their other IPs go this route. And um, mm-hmm. I... I think the success of the Mario Brothers movie, I think we're finally going to get that holy grail of video game movies people want. It's not going to happen next year, but I would say within the next five years, we're getting a Zelda movie. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, going to be, I, I'm very curious to see how they pull it off. I, I wouldn't tell you what era, because there's many different Zelda eras yes. they could do. Uh, everything from, you know, the original NES story to uh, the CDI games, quite frankly, if they wanted to. Um, so I, 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 but I think it's going to happen in the next five years for sure. Yeah. Because I think they've already said a Donkey Kong spinoff or something was oh, one of, of the course. things they've talked about. That's, they they stacked the voice acting cast to set yes. that up already for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, so yeah. So that that's kind of the big thing that a lot of people have been talking about. But I haven't been able to see it. I I finally saw D and D, Honor Among <laughs> Thieves this week. Which for the computer game me like there was a part of that movie that I just like died laughing, and my wife's like, "Why are you laughing?" Because she played D and D and she didn't uh-huh. get the reference. About uh, you know, about the old computer games, and I'm like dying laughing in the theater, and she's like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "Because there's something for everybody in that movie." Uh, uh, so. we, well, you know, Jamie was talking about the reference with the animated series too, so they they it's they in the same scene. Yeah, they <laughs> definitely threw out references to the you know all the spinoffs. Yeah, I'm sure novels got a shout out too for sure. Pro- yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there were there were things that my friends who've played D and D for you know religiously basically for the past like 30 years. They're like they were name dropping things I never I hadn't thought of in like 15 years. Like you <laughs> know stuff like that. Um, I do also want to announce uh, just, just mention here because uh, I haven't actually mentioned it yet. I've known for a little bit. Uh, but uh, regarding, and it's not about the Mario movie or something, it's not even about anything happening this month, but I do want to go ahead and mention uh, that uh, I will not be here on the show, doing the show on Memorial Day weekend. 
uh, which is the last weekend in May, uh, because I will be heading back to Minneapolis for Summer Games Done Quick. I have been accepted as a host uh, here for Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, so, uh, the game, the game submission, the game list is out. The schedule's not out yet, but the game submission, uh, the, the game list is out. Uh, so we can see, uh, what's on there. Uh, and, uh, I don't know what I'm going to be hosting or anything, but, uh, I am going to be there in person for my second time. It's my seventh time working with Games Done Quick, second time doing it in person. Uh, so, uh, and I'm going to be up there the whole week. Uh, so, um, and they're bringing back the board game room. Uh, so there's going to be board games. That was something that did not come back yet. Uh, they're going to bring back panels. Uh, I'm not going to be on any panels, but they're bringing back a couple panels a day. Uh, and hopefully the arcade will have some more stuff instead of being as sparse. Um, they're still taking a lot of precautions, but, the they, they, uh, uh, just so people know, there's still going to be everybody wearing masks. Uh, in turn for that, uh, and everybody has to be vaccinated and boosted. You can't attend if you don't. Uh, but they did get rid of the social distancing part. That was the mm-hmm. one part that they have walked back. So the chairs are going to be next to each other again, and hopefully that means they'll be able to bring back a DDR and you know some of the other games that are more multiplayer. Because uh, that they they kind of shied away from arcade games that were multiplayer to enforce yeah. the social distancing. And now if they're not if that's the one part they're they're not having as much. Uh, then maybe we'll get some some more of the the jubeats and stuff that's been in the arcade room in the past uh, that wasn't there last year. I was just about to ask to what extent the COVID protocols were going to look like, but mm-hmm. I think you summed it up pretty well. So that's yeah. um, that's that's great. Um, hopefully you'll get a chance to meet some more people involved because I know you've been working with them virtually for a long time and you've kind of yeah. created you know friendships and yeah. you know camaraderie. Um, virtually and i know the year you went in person with social distancing and the protocols and the yeah. fact that still not everybody was really comfortable probably made a lot of that very hard to translate in person yeah. but hopefully this year will be an, a yeah. better step in that direction that's really exciting because there's nothing like being in person for networking yeah. as we talked yeah. about with e3 last you know last week and you know that uh, everybody's like well there's no point in having an in person you can network online it, it's harder and it, it's not as accessible yeah. Well, I, and I was telling you uh, uh, off offline on on uh, Discord that um, a friend of the show is also an announcer this year. Yeah. I think I believe a backup announcer, but that made me excited. And I was like, oh, you two have but, to connect. It's like OLR and Bobby Black yeah. Wolf shows collide. Uh, and, yeah. and I know who you're talking about. They're also running. So they're they're doing they're going to oh. be on stage. They actually got a game in uh, and they've run before. They actually ran at PAX East. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so uh, but I also I've like talked to them independently, not realizing that person had been on OLR. So it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. So, uh, and, and Mike, Mike Deathass is your fifth. It's my seventh. So, yeah. I've been doing it for a bit. Time um, flies when we're all in lockdown. Yeah, I know. Entire Claw's like, it might be his third. I'm like, no, no, it's my seventh. <laughs> Second in person. That's, that's a closer guess to in person than yeah. uh, overall. But yeah. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Launch Radio tonight? Well, some other things going on in the news. No Man's Sky has another patch. Uh, I don't know if it's the content that you're looking for, Bobby, but uh, it might mm-hmm. be pretty, if nothing else. We'll talk a little bit about why I said that uh, and much more. Also, Microsoft kind of uh, putting the foot down on emulators running on Xbox Series mm-hmm. X and S. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. And, uh, you know, we got to talk about Konami whenever their name comes up. But it looks like Konami might be growing back into... Mm-hmm the digital entertainment creation business a little more than they've been for the last 10 years or so. Very interesting stuff. So we'll talk about that as well. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. Come join us, interact with the show directly, and we'll be back with a normal show talking about the latest stories because, uh, you know, I would have been all over that emulation story over uh, on Microsoft. Um, so, uh, yeah, so join us then. Uh, but you can also find us on the Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. So if you want to talk about anything uh, and, and have it be mentioned on the show or react to previous episodes, that is where you can do it over in the text chat channel there. It is not. We don't ping you. It's also not very high traffic, so it's not going to be one that you're going to be falling behind in like some other Discord servers. But I'm also on social media at Bobby Black Wolf, uh, just about everywhere. MSTDN.games is my Mastodon instance that I am there. 
Uh, and uh, and like I said, you'll be able to see me at uh, Summer Games, or you'll be able to hear me, not see me. You don't see the host, which is good. You hear me at Summer Games Done Quick 2023, uh, live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's downtown Minneapolis this time. It's not, not out in the suburbs of Bloomington this time around. Uh, but uh, the last week of May. Uh, so let me go ahead and find this uh, my, my music that I wrote. Mustin didn't write this. I wrote this, and there it is. Uh, and uh, I will see you next week. Mario Mixtape by Mustin. Check it out uh, over wherever you can stream music and buy the CD on Bandcamp. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network. People who need to hire new voiceover guys. Or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.